Hello and welcome to Polyhedron, your multifaceted podcast for everything RPG-related. I am your host, Matthew, and sadly, I only have one co-host here today, and that's Mr. Scott Cuban. Hey guys, how's it going? Hello. Ryan, unfortunately, is ill. He could not make it to this evening, so you just have the duo here this uh, tonight. Indeed. Indeed. But, Scott Cuban, yeah. how has your gaming been? My gaming's been okay. Um, let's see. Uh, the big one, I just started playing Outer Worlds, which is an RPG, so it counts. Yes. Uh, it's got me in its grip. I would be playing it right now if we weren't doing this. Yes, you would um, prefer to do that than record for our loving audience. No, members. no. I, I note that I'm not doing it. I could have said, <laughs> fuck you, Matthew. This thing has my soul. Do it yourself. Um, but wow. no. Nobody wants that. No one does want that. Actually, that's actually very true. Um, uh, yeah, played D&D last week. Yay. Uh, we that got, was a super great uh, uh, session. Yeah, I mean, it's really interesting. I, I very rarely, if ever, I think, ran just a straight adventure out of a book. Um, actually, I have I have run a couple adventures out of the book. Um, but it's super fun. It's it's not hard. It's a super fun adventure. Mm. And it's, it's filled with its own unique flavor, and all I just have to do is do it justice mm-hmm. and then let you motherfuckers run wild over it. Yep, yep. Yep. And it's a great group of players, so I'm really having fun. Um, getting a couple episodes in the can before we release that. That'll be all be released on Simulacra Studios, on our Twitch channel, on our YouTube, yep. and in podcast form when it gets released. I'm waiting on some art assets and for having a little bit more of a backlog to go uh, before I actually start releasing it. But Don't worry, we'll, we'll put that on full blast. Oh, absolutely, we will. Uh, and yeah, I've got we've got Amber on Tuesday. Yeah. Uh, and then I've got Vampire on Wednesday. That's mm-hmm. fantastic. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward mm-hmm. to that. Um, yeah, no. Your, your, your little coterie is into some shenanigans. Yeah, they really are. Uh, they are, they are doing their, their job as being, uh, fucking anarch political disruptors. Uh, they're taking it fairly seriously. But don't know their uh, foot from a hole in the ground. <laughs> oh, they! I think don't you give them cr- more cr- give them more credit than they're than that. All they right, are fair very enough. good. They're good at what they're doing. It's just they are involved in schemes and manipulations that are well above their pay grade, and that's what vampires they're are all about. Schemers. Um, but yeah, um, I'm really excited about all the stuff that's come out from Paradox Con. Yes, 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 yes. Uh, especially, you know, role-playing related. Most, I mean, obviously, mostly it was uh, the Paradox's uh, computer games is what the main focus was. But White Wolf slash Modiphius had a lot to say. Uh, Werewolf 5 5th Edition is yep. officially announced. If we're going to hop right into the news, if we're just going to go. Yeah, let's hop right yep. into the news. So yeah, that's that's super exciting. Hopefully soon we'll hear about who is actually yes. making that. Um, if it's, if which, it's White Wolf proper or it won't be White Wolf proper. It's Mordecai. Um, uh, who knows? They they have not announced who their publishing partner is, hmm. and that that they have that it's not either. If it were Modiphius, they would have told us. I mm. think uh, same with Onyx Path. Yeah, uh, because those are um, those are known quantities. I'm thinking it's somebody new. That'd be cool. I'm do- uh, down with new. Which well, it depends on who it is. Uh, mm. I, I they've they've done a pretty good job with their licensing so far. Um, obviously, we need to see what they come out with as far as all these myriad of vampire projects that they've got going on the on the kettle. 
um, which some of them are coming out pretty soon. Chapters, the vampire mm-hmm. sort of Telltale style game. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm down. I'm totally down with that. That's coming out on the 19th of December. So that's pretty soon. Um, but they also talked a lot about the Modiphius releases. Uh, one of the, I think it was the CEO of Modiphius did an interview talking a lot about like Fall of London. Uh, and that sounds like an actual super cool adventure that I might run. Mm-hmm. It, oh, sounds yeah. very, it sounds very John Wick. Like you wake up from torpor and you have to get the fuck out of London, but you got a job to do first from from body jumped diablery sniped Mithras. <laughs> uh, I mean that sounds super fun because like, you're like uh, I've got to do this thing for this ancient entity mm-hmm. while in the middle of 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 the storm, literally mm-hmm. the storm. Well, that's like that's the John Wick vibe to it. It's like I, you are literally like hounded by the Second Inquisition. You know, you're you're this badass vampire, but you're on the back foot because the mortals the mortals are, are wised up and London is their town now. Yeah. And like that sounds cool. And you shit. and you wake up from an entirely different like era yeah. of like not just technology but just like how the world worked, how the yeah, political you know, structure was. You, you, Forty years ago, man, it was the swinging fucking sixties, and it was it was blood and cocaine and and LSD all over the yeah, place. Yeah, it was fine. It was great, great time. What the hell happened? What the fuck went down? <laughs> um, and and then you've got you know this guy who says he's Mithras and can dominate you like he's Mithras. But is he Mithras? But I guess uh, I think he, now think he is Mithras because yeah. he just put it in my brain. Pretty much. <laughs> I'm uh, Mithras. Yes, you are. Okay. Yes, sir. Um, <laughs> never mind the fact that you're some like street rat Asimite enter tribute. Yeah. Uh, which is that's what ha- that's who got him. Yep. <laughs> oh, and he was just like, yeah, you got me. Um, but yeah, I know that's super interesting. Uh, all the video games coming out from Modiphius is super interesting. Yep, I'm looking yep, forward to those. Yep. Uh, looking forward to all those. Uh, looking forward to knowing about more Werewolf 5th Edition. That's going to yep. be cool as shit. Earthblood, oh. we got to see the trailer for Earthblood. Yep, we got to see the Earthblood. He's, uh, I believe, a Fianna who somehow was exiled from the Fianna. Yep, I'm, I'm going to say he fucked the wrong person. Yep. Yep, I'm gonna say he's got a Metis kid, and yeah, that- well, because that's the thing is they said like part of that part of the reveal was something has happened to your son. Yes, and it's like son kicked out of the Fiona tribes. Oh, they fuck it. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Not, not him and his son, but no, no, no. He, he, his son is the product of of a of a of of a mm-hmm. blasphemous union, mm-hmm. especially from the Fiona's perspective. Oh yeah, they um, they don't fuck around with that. He's yeah. lucky. he was he would have been lucky to have survived that. Yeah, yeah. That um, he that that's testament to his like his credit and like mm-hmm. what his reputation was. Was we're just gonna kick you out. We're not going to kill you. Like, yeah. and we're gonna let your son live, mm-hmm. um, because the son is not necessarily but that's not confirmed no uh, uh, that's just our speculation that'd be cool that I'm, I'm okay with that story if that's that's a story thing they uh, push bloodlines two back yes uh to an indeterminate time which yep. I'm sad about but I'd rather they give us a good game than than rush it take your time I'm yep. that's what I've always say um, generally video games don't like you can't overproduce a video game. I mean, there's some that happen, but it's very rare that you overproduce mm-hmm. a video game. You want more time with them, not less time. Absolutely, just, you do. Um, as for other news, uh, um, in general, uh, Matt Koval of uh, MCDM Productions has mm-hmm. released the Kickstarter for the uh, Oh, Kingdoms and Warfare, I think it's called. Ah, 
So he's he's kind of uh, putting his stamp down on the the wider scale of D and D. Yeah, what? That, well, that's what Stronghold and Followers was. This is uh-huh. essentially a one now. I won't call it like Stronghold and Followers Second Edition, but uh-huh. it's definitely a we we learned we took what we had and then we are expanding it and learn and applying all the lessons we learned from the first Kickstarter and the first book into this one. This one's more of a much bigger temples because Matt Cole's philosophy is while D and D Fifth Edition is great. It doesn't handle the macro play mm-hmm. very well. It doesn't tell you because that was the old school D and D style of once you hit like fourteenth level, you you settled down. Like mm-hmm. you started ruling a kingdom or a nation, and you started building temples and f- founding thieves guilds, and you start doing bigger like municipal level stuff rather than just going to go slay the dragon. Yeah, it it embroiled you in sort of ground you into the world that you lived in and and anchored you which i enjoy um i'm interested Perhaps you set up a uh, multi-level uh franchise adventuring company yeah, absolutely mm-hmm. <laughs> you can actually do that not yeah. not specifically but i'm sure yes it's an economic model you can you well there's can... a book for that that <laughs> yeah. you can get it's called acquisitions and corporate <laughs> uh, no, that's, that's would you fantastic. like to see it acting c team has been very interesting uh they're 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 pretty much fully turning on uh, what might be sort of an end game plot, which is Omen's the villain, and they have to take him down. Oh yeah, I, I, that makes complete sense in my head. Like, yeah. oh, he's he's the bad guy, and he's not a good guy. Yeah, even like because there's multiple clones of him, uh, <laughs> and even the good one, like they just had a communication from the good one. Yeah, and uh, it ended with Walnut basically saying, uh, basically saying you're next. Oh, jeez. Like, the good one is the one that's pissed her off the most. Oh, Jesus. Um, so that'll be fun. Um, um, try to think of anything else uh, RPG besides Outer Worlds. You, you you, had the bulk of that news. Oh, yeah. Outer Worlds is fan-damn-tastic. We'll probably talk about it with about patron content yep. when we have Ryan on the horn. Yep. Uh, but I, if you like Fallout New Vegas uh, as a game, as a style of game, Specifically because it's the same people making it. Uh, and you like Firefly or, you know, any that that kind of brutin' tootin' Wild West. Frontier. Really, you want fr- frontier. frontier. Yeah, very yeah. frontier. Space frontier. Space frontier. Uh, and, you know, you really don't like corporations. Outer Worlds is your game. You should play it. It's super charming yeah. and really well done. Um, the game I've actually been into is I just we just finished up uh, the last of the day zero um, or day one uh, adventures for Torg Eternity. Ah, okay. Um, we just finished that one, and so we've done every single one of the world, like what happens the day of. Interesting. Like when the, all the world gets shaken up and all the other realities start coming in, and we're actually going to start our own cam- start the campaign now, which is every so often we will just play an actual game with recurring characters. So I'm That's super cool. been designing that. Um, I really liking Torg Eternity as a system. I think eventually I'll probably try to do a deep dive or at least a examination of it because cool. there's I'll some be interesting idea. There's some interesting ideas in there. We should get Mike on. For yes, that. Uh, actually, you're right. You're absolutely correct. We should do that. I will p- note that down, everyone. We're making uh, content right in front of you. Mike Lowenell is a friend of ours. He uh, runs Titan Games and Comics here in uh, here in Atlanta. Yep. Uh, if you're local, 
Uh, it's the Smyrna branch. Mm-hmm. Go for it. Yep. It's a great shop. Yep. It's a great shop. He's a great dude. Um, he's helped us out a lot with stuff we needed as gamers. So check him out. Um, and he loves Torque Eternity. He, oh, he does. He yeah. backed that thing to like the hilt. Like, yeah, he got he backed it to the point where he got to write. I think he got to contribute to the development of the game in some major way. Yeah. Yeah. He, like he backed it real hard. He loves that game. Yep. Um, but all right, since the news out of the way, and I've been doing that, I've got a lot of D and D planned, which is great. Oh boy! Um, also, I've, in a week, a little over a week, I'll be at Metatopia. Everyone, Ooh. I'll give you everyone the skinny on that when I get back. That should be very fascinating. Oh yeah, absolutely! I've been looking forward to hearing about yeah. that. Um, and then two weeks, and then a week after that, we have Night in Question. Um, I got to finish off my fangs. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, I, I, I started looking for mine realized it would be too much of a hassle to find them and i just ordered another pair <laughs> because amazon they're the fucking devil but god damn it amazon convenience just like i convenience. need a thing boop 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 it's coming in two days <laughs> oh um, speaking of coming in the mail we got our books Oh, shit, yeah, we got our Trinity books. Sorry, I know we're a little ranty right now. We're all over the place, but that's okay. There's a lot actually has happened in like the last mm-hmm. two weeks. Um, we got our f- official Trinity Continuum books. Uh, Scott is holding it up, but it doesn't work because this is an audio Yeah, I podcast. know this is an audio format, but it's real damn pretty. Um, yeah, it's very pretty. It's smaller than I expected, actually. I'm, I'm down with it. I nice know, no, it's design. very portable, very portable. And so we got the Trinity Continuum core and the Trinium Aeon book. So mm-hmm. now that we have them in our hot little hands, we could actually like go a little deeper into it, as well as we now know what physically likely the aberrant book will follow yep. suit. So probably very similar, very to similar to that, and just how would it all work, which is really. I rad. Uh, got my uh, I got my uh, Kickstarter T-shirt. Ooh, neat! Uh, that they 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 put that out. And you got the two uh, GM screens yeah, too. No, yep, yeah, I got two GM screens too. But those are coming. So, oh yeah, no, yeah, I got the you, two GM screens for uh, um, for a- Trinity and Aeon. They're yeah. actually different information on them, so like you could maybe cobble together like an Omni screen. An Omni, I've, I'm one I had some screen. Thoughts. I had some thoughts about like maybe getting something, a sort of a custom holder to get it because there, it's, it's there's a, there's people who make custom GM screens. You can slap the data on you want, and then they'll print it. Um, yeah, so that's super cool. We'll, we'll look forward to that. Audience, we'll probably talk a lot with Ryan about that now that we'll have mm-hmm. the physical books. I don't remember if he just backed the PDF or do you get the physical? I think book? he just got the PDF. Okay, that's cool. No, but we have the final con- uh, we have the final content, which is fantastic. I'm looking mm-hmm. forward to everything that's going to happen. But we're going to dive into the main bulk of the show now, which is quite interesting and peculiar. Let me give you a little backstory. So uh, Ian Limke, um, who was uh, contracted under Pegasus Spiel, which is a, a RPG company, uh, reached out to us and he said, "Hey, we I need people to review slash give us feedback on this new game we're designing." And I was like, "We'll happily do that." And they were gracious enough to give us permission to do basically an episode about it. So this isn't really a review because we did not we only have the playtest guide. We do not mm-hmm. we do not have the final like release version of the game that they're designing. There may be changes coming down the pipe, especially if we give them an extensive feedback. Yeah. But basically I'm calling this a review. And what we are reviewing is the new game called Talisman Adventures, which is essentially if you are an old school board gamer, you know about the Talisman board game. 
Um, it's very well known. It's very legendary because of how random it is. Um, and this is basically, would you like to role play in this world? Um, and and Ian and them were tasked to making a system and sort of making everything make sense. And they done a job. Yep. So, uh, yeah, the document that they gave us, uh, which I'm, I'm assuming is available in, or is going to be available pretty widely. Yes, soon uh, If not now, soon. At the very latest, a, probably the new year, likely. Sure. It's a very well laid out document. Yep. Like it's very, it's very slickly put together, uh, and I, I have some opinions on it. <laughs> um, which, which we, so I think we should go over the basics first. Okay. All right. All right. Fair enough. So the playtest document itself is uh, designed to you play creatures in the Talisman universe, and if you're familiar with, if you're not familiar with the Talisman universe, essentially. Um, it is based on roughly, very loosely, the forty, uh, the uh, Games Workshop fantasy line, the Warhammer fantasy line. Mm-hmm. But by loosely, I mean it's not in that continuity. It doesn't really. It's not in that world. But it takes a lot of, um, a lot of uh, DNA from it and plops mm-hmm. it in there. Um, but it's actually a very moderately to high fantasy setting. You can play many different types of different races. Uh, you are many different types of creatures. There's dragons. Every supernatural things are everywhere, and it's very like high fantasy. Um, and what this game does is it essentially just lets you play those characters. Um, there are about four or five classes that you can be. Um, very uh, rudimentary sort of basics of rolling 3d6 trying to see as get as high as you want but some of the other mechanics are quite interesting basically how the combat resolution system goes um but i i found it very uh very cool how like taking a very basic board game because talisman the board game is very simple and extrapolating out just a little just enough to make it interesting for a player yeah no it it it, yeah it, it definitely does have the feel of talisman yes uh like that is one thing it very much is if you are familiar with that game at all that it's very much an extrapolation for it and like my my opinions are sort of bifurcated on it (laughs) uh is that when i look at it from what they set out to do they set out to make a role-playing game based on talisman yep uh, no, no mean feat. I, I applaud them for doing. No, no, it. no mean feat. They definitely, but it is definitely that. <laughs> like the 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 uh, the mechanics and the world are very recognizable as talisman based. Right. They've certainly extrapolated out the mechanics to give it a little bit more complexity, a little bit more uh, you know customizability. Uh, you're more than just you know a piece of cardboard that has a bit of stats. You can make a character. Sort of. Um, very basic character. Very basic character. Uh, and, and, you know, do it in a more freeform role-playing contingency. And for what they set out to do, to make a talisman role-playing game, they succeeded with flying colors. Mm-hmm. I think that it is solid. The mechanics are solid for that. Yep. Um, it feels like a talisman role-playing game, and they did a very good job doing that. Mm-hmm. It bores me to tears. <laughs> I had a feeling that you and maybe even Ryan were going to be like, this just, eh, it's it's what it is. I'm, you know, <laughs> uh, I <laughs> Talisman is okay if that's the board game you have. I like other board games better. <laughs> um, and as far as a fantasy role-playing game, you have to, like, this is a game for people who like Talisman. Yes. 
like 100% you like talisman that is your one of your big things and you want a role playing game set in talisman with talisman like mechanics yes this is the game for you that is not me at all <laughs> in the slightest i i i i can look at it i can acknowledge that it is absolutely 100% exactly what it says on the tin, what it was made to be. Yep. They did it very well. I am never going to touch it. <laughs> All right. Like, That's perfectly okay. Not every game is for every people. It's well, it's just it's it's very very generic high fantasy. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Like it's incredibly like the lore was interesting. Yeah. Like they had a little bit of the lore. I'm hoping the main game is going to really expand out on yes. that lore because that would be the actual interesting part to me is if there's a bit more layers to it. Um, but it's not interesting enough. I think that if if I'm going to play a fantasy game, D and D fifth edition is just where you want to be way it's way more interesting um i have found it so i'll, I'll get into more specifics in a little mm-hmm. bit because i know we've we've been talking sort of in broad strokes in our general mm-hmm. overview um it is i agree with scott it, if you like talisman this is what you want to kind of play um basically they've they've taken the two main stats and they've broken them apart and gave them basically six stats mm-hmm. um three in each uh and you can play some of the more basic races that you saw in Talisman. You can play a human, play a dwarf, you can play an elf, you can play a fairy, or a pixie, they call them, and a yep. troll, and a ghoul, which is very interesting because you're playing creatures that nominally, traditionally are evil or more monstrous that you wouldn't mm-hmm. see necessarily in like Dungeons & Dragons, but you yep. would see them in Talisman. You could play them as Talisman because for a little backstory for Talisman itself, it's, it's this board game that had like a bazillion expansions to it. Like, mm-hmm. you could get, like, the whole point of the game was you're trying to get the crown of command, which is this legendary artifact, and you have to go to the dragon's lair, and there's a whole kick and boodle, but then they added things like the crags and the city and, like, the dungeon, and it was just these things that just kept building on top of the map, and you could play this damn game for hours. And the, all the things that you know from Talisman are there, like like I said, the different races, but you can also play, like, warriors, druids, uh, assassins. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can play mystics and like prophets, uh, which cast spells but do a few other stuff. Um, the prophet was the most interesting part. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That like going through the rules, I was like, "That's new. Yeah. That's interesting. I I like that idea. I love the I like the prophet's mechanics. Like of everything I read, like that was the cool thing. Like that was the thing that that was different and strange enough." to raise my interest right um what the basics of it it does have a level based system but it's but it's a little more generic in that Mm -hmm. as you level up you'll get increases to your stats increases to your skills and um then you can start selecting like class abilities rather Mm -hmm. than getting something set at like level two level three and level four you you pick as you go up as you're able to pick things up you start just start grabbing new abilities Mm-hmm. Um, the general system is 3d6. One of these 3d6 is a different color, and that's called the Kismet dice. Um, you roll, you add them all together, and you try to beat a target number. That's the very basics. Mm-hmm. If you roll one or a six on the Kismet dice, um, this can have a positive or negative effect. Um, if you beat it, and if you get a six, you get something they call Light Fate. And if you get a one, the GM gets something called Dark Fate, and they can use Dark Fate to 
make challenges more difficult or complicate things, and you can use Light Fate to sort of help you along with your with your play experience, or use it to activate certain abilities. Yep, and that's it. That's like I said. That's very. All of that is very talisman. Yes, like um, because that. That that's if you play like I said, if you play Talisman, all of that should be familiar yes. to you. Um, yeah, all the classic characters and stuff there. Uh, I, oh, I have to say this because I just I'm looking through the PDF as we're recording. Some of the art in here is oh yeah, it's very nice art. Is be- like I like I like I said, the the document itself is very well laid out, very pretty, uh, and it's 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 a slickly produced document yes. that that when they get it in the hands of people who care about Talisman. They're gonna like what it. I got the feeling when I looked at the not the system but just the general like the system plus mm-hmm. everything else. It made me feel like this is, this harkens back a little bit because it's based on Talisman to more like 1980s D and D. Like yeah, like mm-hmm. hey, you're just some warriors and some dudes doing random stuff. Go out, have fun. Don't. It's extremely because it's more high fantasy. It's more whimsical, and because it's more whimsical, it there's less like you don't have to be like super serious and gritty with it. You can just yeah, no, kind it, of it's it's very beer and pretzels. Yes, it's very like you said. It's it's eighties. You know, D and D, like you know, it's it's D and D first edition, D and D second edition, like with way, with much uh, easier mechanics. Up. With much much easier mechanics. <laughs> um, speaking of the lore, yeah. uh, and like the the world, there what like like I said, most of it's just from what they presented, very very generic high fantasy, you know, plot and and story and and, and lore yep. base. There was a point, and I'm pretty sure it's the holdover from the original bit of lore that actually I'm like, they it 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 made me scratch my head that they didn't update what? it. What? Uh, it was like the the whole backstory of like the the great wizard and all that. It was like the whole inciting incident for why the world is shitty now was that he came to the king and king and was all like, "Give me one of your daughters." <laughs> I was all like, "Really? In 2019, that we're putting that uh, in we're, there? We're gonna do that? Really? Okay. Okay. Well, all right. Maybe the wizard wasn't the best guy in the universe. Yeah, you know what? He can be not the best guy." And not be trolling after princess. <laughs> well, like young princess. Yeah, I get you. Granted, that's also in talisman. Not that specifically, but taking the princess follower and having to get her back to her castle. Like that's part of a. But you can do that with the prince too. Yeah, that's that's fine. It's the specific like I want to marry one of your. <laughs> give kids. me your daughter, check. It's it's. Yeah, the- give me your. I'm here for your daughter, check. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's like, come on, really? Yeah. Is that? Is that what we're going? That's what like, we're doing. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Like I said, this is a this is a preview. This is us looking at it, examining it, mm-hmm. sort of telling our audience and each other what what they can improve, what what we like, and what they can improve. And that's maybe something they can look at and go, "Hey, you may want to update the, make it a little more nuanced, or just do something more interesting. Do something else. Yeah. Just do something. Like you know, don't let's let's not." Let's not have because they're like, oh, he starts with the youngest one, and she denies him, and then they keep denying him up the age. Like, okay, All right, we can do something else. Uh, maybe something else. But on to but the nicer and more interesting things. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, oh, and this playtest guide is also uh, it's about eighty some pages. You also get besides the basic rules for like level one to three and a number of classes to play this game. You also get an adventure. At the very back of the book. Now, I haven't looked very extensively at the adventure proper. We haven't played it, but 
it, overall, I'm, I'm I'm very sure confident that it's probably just a very basic but very good adventure to teach you how the game plays. Because this actual game, I know we said it was kind of generic fantasy, mm-hmm. mechanically does some very interesting things. Uh, one of which is you get followers. Straight up, yep. like they help you. They are minions. They are people by you that have loyalty points, and if you have them by your side, they can assist you doing certain things and give you special abilities. So just like in the in the in talisman. In talisman, the board game, you got followers, and they gave you stat increases or they gave you special abilities. They really are an intricate part of the game itself, which I found fascinating. And did you also pick this other thing up, Scott? The GM never rolls. Yep, I saw that too. That is a that is a thing that I that a lot of people have designed, and I've definitely designed it in my game with of like a GMless rolling system. Um, mm-hmm. What's really cool, and this is something we came up with back when we were designing the subnet stuff, was um, when you attack a bad guy, if you don't roll well enough, the bad guy can hit you. Like yep. that is part of the mechanic of the risk and reward system of do you want to fight in the combat? You have to put yourself on the line. Um, it, yeah, Blades in the Dark does something very similar, yep. um, where you know there's there's a lot less. There's not it's not entirely GM rolling this. There's a couple of scenarios where the GM rolls in that, but most of the time you're doing the risk reward thing when you roll when you roll. Yeah. Like you're always have taking a risk on yourself. Mm-hmm. That, that something bad might happen to you as a result of what yeah, you're doing. Yeah, the, the, what's really interesting, and when the bad guy goes, when the enemy goes, the enemies don't attack. What they do is you roll to resist them. And that's, hmm. like, how you do it. You you, you just result... Res, uh, it's assumed that they hit you, and you have to roll well enough to resist their ability to not so you don't take damage. So it's this, this, this system that really makes the bad guys kind of dangerous, which is good mm-hmm. because it's that means it's very hard to like get five dudes and just dogpile one monster because mm-hmm. this mon- one monster can hit all of you guys and then get to go. So you need to play it safe and you need to strategize and hopefully you bring your big guns uh, and hit them a couple really good times so you don't risk too much of yourself, which I'm actually kind of intrigued by. I, I like that. I like that a lot. You know, that's very interesting. I like I like the way they get they deal with that and it's it's like I said, it's very, very reminiscent of playing the actual Talisman game. Uh, it there, it just feels like Talisman, but extrapolate. Yes, very and, much and so. More, more intricate, which is for what it is. It's pretty cool. Yep, it is very cool. Um, one of the other things is I like mechanically is um, they have a little more nuanced uh, surprise rules than most other mm-hmm. game, games. There's being surprised. Uh, also, they go into great detail about when you are surprised the players and on the characters, mm-hmm. and when you surprise NPCs, there's not just being surprised and not surprised. There's surprise, mildly and like mildly surprised. So, and mm-hmm. the circumstances sort of regulate how bad the surprise is on everyone's level. So, there's a little bit more granulation in that. So, it makes it more interesting when you actually attempt to surprise someone. Yeah, uh, the yeah, no, like like there's interesting mechanics at play. Like, like I said, there, there's a couple of cool things that, 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 that came out to me. I like, I like the way the prophets work. I, I like that they, they have, um, the way their prophecy works can be one, can be one of two ways. Uh, that really intrigued me because there, there's one way that it works where you just basically, you have a direct line to the plot. Right. <laughs> uh, you, you get clear, 
unambiguous, like no bullshit information from the the GM, but you cannot reveal it or talk about it in any any substantive that's, way. That's so good. Um, and so you, but you can you can act on the information. But you cannot discuss it or tell it to the other players or or reveal it in any sort of way, lest doom be upon you. Oh, that's you. cool. Also, I like the idea that, but you can tell talk about it after it happens. Like, yeah, exactly. Like, like uh, just as I fall. But I'm sure you can. Uh, you, that means in game, you're like, I can't tell anyone, but I can do things in game to nudge mm-hmm. certain things in the right direction because I know it's mm-hmm. about to happen. Uh, or you can just you can talk about it. But all the information is cryptic and in symbolism and, and very mysterious. And you can try and f- make a role to figure it out a little bit more <laughs> in depth. But I, I like that dichotomy. Mm-hmm. Like, I love, I, that was the coolest thing in this book was that aspect of the prophet. Yep. If I were to ever, for some reason, <laughs> play. play this game, I would 100% play a, play a prophet. And I'm not sure which one I'd take initially, because I like them both. Hey, audience, if you want to hear Scott play this prophet in the Talisman Adventure, I will run it if you come over to patreon.com slash polyhedron, give us some money. Yeah, set a set goal. Set a goal. We'll, we'll make it happen. Set a, set a goal and we'll, we'll make it happen. You get, you get, I will be the most curmudgeon like, <laughs> not like... I am I am done with this happy fantasy world. <laughs> um, I've seen the future. I've seen glittering towers. I've seen a box that's cold inside. <laughs> God damn it. Yeah. Uh, a couple uh, of the other very interesting things in the, the system that they've sort of done is there's an alignment system, but it's very mm-hmm. it's it's very it's very uh, loosey goosey. It's, it's very binary though. That's what Talisman was mm-hmm. like. Um, there are going to be there's or in the adventure I already know that there are places you go that depending on your alignment gives you bonuses and negatives, which is very much mm-hmm. what happened in the it's game. Very talisman. Very talisman. Um, the spell casting in the game because there are many classes that can spell cast. Um, they have magic points. They spend points mm-hmm. to get the caster spells. So it's it's not it's not the fancy and magic from D and D. It's very its own thing, um, which I really appreciate because you actually have to roll to cast your spells. They don't always work. Um, what was some of the other ones I f- saw earlier? Um, I will cut this out. Creep. I had it, and I thought, oh yeah. Also, you have um something called ancestry, which is something that is you find in um Pathfinder, the new Pathfinder, mm-hmm. which is you have a race. And you get a special ability. Um, you get your normal racial, some racial bonuses, and then you get a special. You can pick one of their many racial abilities, and then as you level, you can pick more of them. So mm-hmm. that lets you. I, it's a degree of customization, even amongst different the same race. That I really enjoy. I, I think is very cool. It's a very good way of making the game feel. Um, you, you make your character feel unique in a world with a lot of the same either race class combinations. Yeah, um, like yeah, the elves were were very um, like it's like it's very generic. Yeah. Like it's all yeah. like very like Tolkien with the with the uh, the, the, the numbers filed off. Oh, yeah. Um, and yeah, I do appreciate this. Thank you very much uh, for making uh, Ian for putting this in the game. Gold is like for buying things is like one or two gold. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's, yeah. it's like don't I don't to... need forty gold. I don't need. I don't have to bankrupt a small kingdom <laughs> to go buy something. 
Mm-hmm. Something that I definitely know that's probably in the base book um, is there are some iconic places in the Talisman universe, but they're very broadly mm-hmm. named, like the city or mm-hmm. the tower or the crags or the woods. Like they make it feel very much like this is a fantasy land that people don't give things necessarily proper names that often and that mm-hmm. so that they're very nebulous so people can just kind of play with it as they see fit and imagine mm-hmm. what they want. Because humans one of the big places especially the expansion was called the city and humans do a lot in towns and the city. Um, which is really interesting because they're very sort of cosmopolitan, which is good. I like that. Yep. And they're yeah, and, and obviously the the wool the 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 elves are in the woods and yes, the elves are in the woods. They're really good in the woods. The dwarves are really good in the crags. Um, trolls are trolls and ghouls are the and the pixies are the mo- like three like very mm-hmm. less generic. Um, trolls, trolls, and ghouls being sort of a monstrous race, where the ghouls are like these these creatures of oblivion, these creatures of death that aren't necessarily evil. They tend to be, but they're not. But they're like the shepherds of the dead. They usher the dead. Um, because an aspect of the system that I really like, that it's also very talisman that a lot of other games don't do, is psychic combat. You can fight mm-hmm. things if you have the special abilities, or if a monster has a special ability, they can engage you in psychic combat, which is a different, a totally different level of stats. It can still kill you, but it's a different level of stat interaction. So I'm a big ass fighter and I'm really good, but you go up against like a specter and he goes into your brain and you're dead. Like, that's just how that works. Because he has the power to move you. This motherfucking mind bullets! called telekinesis kyle <laughs> yeah you and ghouls are really cool they do some stu- cool stuff trolls are neat because they regenerate um so obviously they do troll stuff um mm-hmm. priests are interesting because they're both like cleric like and they're monk like like they do hmm. they can do unarmed combat and stuff but they also can cast spells eventually it's, it's hard to say much just because it's so it's so very generic. Yeah. It's it's a, uh, it's very basic, but I think there's a lot of room to play with system system wise. Um, what's really interesting is like you can take various actions in combat. Um, one of which is recovery. You can actually heal yourself. Anyone can heal themselves. Mm-hmm. They can only do a certain number of times. Uh, what they call a, a, a full rest, which is basically just mm-hmm. a long rest, of just like sleeping. Um, but you can take these short rests, and the short rest lets you like recover uh, a certain number of life points, but you can also recover life points, which is basically your hit points uh, during combat. What's also interesting is they did differentiate. It's not just hit points or life points. It's hit points and wounds. And so Hmm. every time you go down to zero life points, you get a wound and that's what gives you wound penalties. Doesn't matter how much life you have, you won't take penalties for having it. But if you have wounds on you, that's when you actually have penalties. So, in that respect, this system can create a little bit of a death spiral, but mm-hmm. I don't think it's that bad. Yeah, that's definitely uh, that's definitely got some forty uh, some Warhammer yeah. uh, juice in it. Like that wounds are like very Warhammer, yeah, which thing. is good. I'm I'm okay with that. I, I there is a bit of because that's the thing that the Talisman board game did very well is like you're like now they didn't have wound penalties, but it definitely sucked when you like got jacked up and like wow I oh, yeah, no, I'm like bad. oh god I just had to deal get so much damage I don't know if I'll have to be able to go this way or this way because part of talisman mm-hmm. that unfortunately is not harder to emulate is the randomness of talisman mm-hmm. because 
when you moved, you rolled and you had to choose between the two tiles on the move. That was it. You had yeah. to go. Whereas this, obviously, is a role-playing game. You have more agency. You're going to choose where you want to go. Um, it'd be interesting if they decide... I wouldn't I wouldn't doubt if uh, they have, uh, in the fuller, fuller version, a, like, very robust random encounter I table. would absolutely adore a very robust, like, random encounter. And not just combat encounter, but, like, encounters. Yeah. You find an old wizard in the in the woods, and he has his little pot, and he offers you a scoop of his chili. Yeah, do you want a? Do you want to get your scoop of that chili? I mean, just put a paw on mm-hmm. it. I mean, put yeah. your paw on it. Uh, I'm totally down with that. I think uh, in some respects, if they did a hex crawl sort of setup, would it mm-hmm. be like, hey guys, you can make whatever you want, but if you want to use a like sort of this hex based system where when you travel and go places. There are X number of encounters you're going to encounter, and right. I'm going to roll randomly to see what happens. Why you try to go to this, like the woods or the crags or the dungeon or anything like that. Hmm. That kind of reminds me of how uh, uh, going going back a ways, uh, how uh, in Exalted in the in the wild yeah. when you were traveling mm-hmm. in the mm-hmm. wild. Uh, there wasn't set distances between places. There were stories. Yep. Like discrete, An- like anchor, narrative anchor, anchor points of stories, waypoints. I think they called them. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, waypoints of just like, and you could definitely sort of emulate that, emulate the feel of Talisman, uh, with something along those. Yeah, lines. I would definitely be totally cool with that. Actually, this makes me starting to think that this 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 system and setting would, mm-hmm. even if I ran it myself and I did my own thing. That's kind mm-hmm. of what I would probably do is do a hex map mm-hmm. sort of situation of you're going to mm-hmm. go through several encounters, but you have to go through X number of encounters before you get to the thing you want to get to. Um, yeah, that's how that's how distance right. works. Is it's not days. It's not it's not it's not days. It's, it's encounters. encounters. Um, magic items and uh, they, they didn't have a lot in this book, but I'm pretty sure magic mm-hmm. items will be fairly plentiful because that was oh, when yeah. the board game is items and stuff were just. Things you could magic items you were around all the time that you can use. Yeah, I, items were definitely your your form of experience yep. in yes. the board game. Yeah, a uh, great deal of it. Um, I like that armor in this one is just damage reduction. And I've always I always uh-huh. like systems where you're they're just ablative. It's not like oh mm-hmm. you just can't hit me because my armor's too thick. No, it's like no you can use X number of points to reduce damage and that's it. And once it's done, you have to reset it later. You actually have a refitting mechanic in the actual game. Um, That's cool. I'm trying to think of what else. They have a whole robust, uh, uh, with the the way the combat system works, creating antagonists is pretty easy because what you do is Mm -hmm. you set a threat level, and that's generally the target number that your PCs have to deal with when they're attacking or doing anything to the creature. It's very nominee, uh, not nominee, um, Numenera. It's very Numenera. In that respect, and then you just have to put like special abilities that they you can either spin dark fate on or uh, activate on a on a one when the PCs roll a one that something happens when that uh, when that is rolled and yeah and then they have the adventure in the back of the book which is real nice mm-hmm. uh, there's a whole bunch of little stuff to do and they tell you a little bit about leveling they also give you some pre generated characters so you kind of can just go right into it. Um, I'm trying to think of what else. That's about it. Anything else you can think of, Scott? 
No, I mean, it, it kind of is what yeah. it is. Uh, and for what it is, I, I give it props for doing it well. Yeah. Uh, it's just not my thing <laughs> at all. Yeah, um, I'm, I'm interested to, uh, when we have Ryan back on the show proper, I'm interested to see if what he thinks of it in, a, in the broad strokes. But overall, I think the design's good. I think there's a lot of mechanical room to play with. Um, I, mm-hmm. I, I actually really like that it's 3D6. There's... Uh, because yeah. the tyranny of the D20 is something I've become very very aware of. Yep, it's my least favorite aspect yep. of that game. Uh, and I, I know some people have, a little off topic, but we're at the end of their show, so whatever, is sort of like two, using 2D10 instead of a D20 and how the curve mm-hmm. works on the statistics. 3D6 is very similar, but then you have the Kismet dice, which helps sort of yeah yeah it stirs the pot a little bit more which i like and i like mm-hmm. that the the pcs have lots of resources in this game because they have their life points mm-hmm. they have their wounds they have dark fate they have other special abilities and all these things bounce off each other to really help like make your character feel unique and make you feel mm-hmm. useful and powerful because i that's definitely something i can see is like every character if you're a playing a character in this game, you feel, even from the get-go, potent. Yeah, you're pretty competent. Yeah, you're competent. You can do some stuff. Though, I will say, there's one one mechanical thing that I'm not particularly happy about before we get out of here. I just remembered it. Mm-hmm. So, when you roll, if you... How skills work in this game is if you're skilled in something, you roll, and you can... If you're skilled, you can add your aspect, which is one of your attributes, to the roll, if it's appropriate. If you don't, you take a you roll, you don't get to add your aspect, and you take a negative two. Yeah, that seems a little excessive. Yeah, it does. And uh, and so I'm like, eh, that may be a little bit, maybe I misread that. I, I'm willing to be that. But as far as I can tell, you don't roll, like, if you roll and you don't have a skill, you can't add the aspect and you still take a negative two. So And then don't get started on then on adding wound penalties if you're trying to do something like that. And it gets really bad. Yep. Yeah, so I would definitely be more aware of that. But other than that, I I'm I would be down with buying a game like this. I would probably buy the game when it's fully released like this. If this was the quality I'm seeing, I'd probably buy mm-hmm. the game proper just to give it a nice have added to my collection of something because I like Talisman. I've always enjoyed Talisman. I mean, tell like I said, Talisman is an okay game for me. Yep. Uh, most of the, most of my board gaming friends are like, no, we're not playing Talisman. It's too random. <laughs> like that's part of the fun. You don't. You have to. You have to fun. I find it fun because you have to go. Okay, what is what is the least sit shit sandwich I have to eat right now? And then <laughs> somehow you have to make it to go get the crown of command, which is bug nuts. Like, well, it's just, it's just you win, but yeah, yeah. But you got to get there. Good luck. Good yep. luck getting it. Actually. Little quick story. I've actually had one person get the crown of command and they lost. Huh. The other person, well, the last player was able to make it to them, use mm. like mechanical chicanery and got the crown off of them. Interesting. Yeah. Or either killed them or, yeah, or no, killed them with, killed them while they had the crown. And so they didn't win. The other guy won because he killed the last player mm-hmm. and he then he picked up the crown. Well, there you go. Yeah, there you go, man. Um, this has been a very interesting little exercise. Indeed. I have actually enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's 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 good for what it is. Yep. 
It's excellent. And I'll probably bring a few updates when more news of this comes circulates, probably when the actual official playtest guide goes out mm-hmm. to the wild, as well as when they uh, uh, release the actual full book. I'll probably yeah. talk about it. Absolutely. I mean, if you like Talisman, you should get your hands on this if you can. Yep. Uh, I will put a link in the show note to the website mm-hmm. so you all can go check it out for yourself. Uh, so from, uh, unfortunately, Ryan's not here to be my buddy. So, Scott, you got to be my buddy tonight. I'll think about it. Oh, you think about it? All right. All right. Noted. Well, do the thing, and I'll, and I'll, I'll, I'll <laughs> see where I am by the end. <laughs> yeah. See how you're feeling. Um, so, from everyone here at Polyhedron, go where your fun is. Go roll some dice. See? Thank you. Yay! Yay! Hey, Matthew here. I just wanted to let you know, if you want to get feedback to Polyhedron, you can go to polyhedronpodcast at gmail.com, or you can go to the show's Twitter handle at polyhedroncast. Uh, if you'd really like to help us out, you can go to our Patreon at www.patreon.com slash polyhedron. Uh, give us a buck a month and become one of our bosses and really support the show. And if you're looking to get in touch with us on Twitter, you can find Matthew at BioImportance. You can find Scott at DivisMallCav. And you can find Ryan at Arduous. Do you want to spell it? R-J-U-O-U-S. And finally, just so we can wrap it up here, if you are listening to this on iTunes, Stitcher, or anywhere, give us a five-star review. It really helps our exposure. All right. Thanks, guys. <laughs>